come on. Come on. To episode 12. Is this 11 or 12? 12. Oh, I got to resave that then. It's 12. The okay. last one was 11. Okay. And what comes after 11 is, say it with me. 12. You didn't say it with I'm me. I'm not saying it with you. Right. I will not be degraded. So this is our hunting episode. We learn about hunting. We bring Doug in and he teaches us about how hunting. To be Hunters, you leave in the middle of uh, I things. I was taking for care a of family bit. business. You were upset with Doug. <laughs> and no. we talk about uh, staircases in the middle of the woods. Staircases that lead to nowhere. No bear stories this week. So we do bear voices again. We though. do bear voices. And we talk about. And we do bear voices. Yeah. So, yeah. See what I did there? Yep. What, where, where do they email us at, Jason? Manish with two ends dot STL at gmail.com. It'd be nice to get an email. If they want to leave us a voicemail. Then they can call. Let me look this number up. Now you're going to give them my number. Yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I mean, I can hear you. I don't really want to, but yeah. You kind of came in in a salty mood today, didn't you? Well, because I knew. I knew. I'm like, I'm getting here five minutes early, but yet Shane. You're not talking into your mic. Has been, you know, here for an hour. No, actually, I got here at 5.30. Oh, did you really? Gotcha. Had a meeting. Looks like baby learned how to put the sound <laughs> stuff together. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> Are you going to like... Oh, that was only, only took 30 minutes this time. <laughs> Hold on, what reference is this from? <laughs> Isn't that from uh, Adam Sandler? It's, uh, it's Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell. Oh, uh, okay. Which which movie? Which Will Ferrell so I movie? was way off anyway. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> you gonna get that started? Yeah, we should start this time. I mean, yeah. I Are we know. ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're actually a minute one into it, so. Oh, it started already. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I had a I had a story I wanted to share <laughs> off the air. I guess I've got to wait. No no no. Go ahead. Share no, with the rest. No, of the I don't trust you to like. Edit anything out because <laughs> I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Do you, to, do you want me to pause this and we can restart? No, I don't. Are you sure? No. What is wrong with this thing? Yeah. That... That's why you get here early so we can work these kinks out. You're the one that set this up. Work the kinks so out, I gotta, buddy. I got to get here early. It was all set up fine when I was here. I'm just saying. Says the short guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Doug's been here for a minute forty. And, uh... <laughs> He's already ganging up on you. <laughs> hey. I got the Mad Viking um, beard bomb. Did you? Yeah. I I'm ordered it right now. You want to come smell? I do. Yeah, you can come smell me later. Okay. It's the, uh, I can't remember which one it is, but it's the chocolate There's a chocolate coffee peppermint. You got it the, already? But, like mm-hmm. it was like Blood Dorn or something like that? Something like that. So I yeah. ordered the balm in that and the butter in that. Okay. I ordered <laughs> the balm and then I got a different um, scent for body soap. Like ooh, you they have body, body soap. soap yeah, yeah. I'm a bar of soap guy. I'm not a. Are you a I bar of soap the, guy? 
I'm a Dr. Squatch guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. That stuff smells amazing. No, I love that. Yeah. Love it. Isn't it kind Me of expensive? Too? Mike. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <coughs> I was like, why are you pointing at your face? <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, do I do that too. <laughs> no. So Jen had bought me some Dr. Squatch a while back. It's pretty smelly good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Smell a good? Smell mm-hmm. good. So wait, do you use the bar with no washcloth or do you Correct. the washcloth? Correct. Use the bar soap. Can we talk about that for a I'd second? I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. Do you? I'd love to. All right. Doug's shaking his head no. Must okay, have you, friction. What okay. are you... How do you not have friction from a bar of soap? Right. What kind of soap are you using? I mean, it's been a while since I've used a bar of soap. Oh, are you a body wash and a washcloth kind of guy? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. A body wash and a washcloth. Yeah. Why don't you at least do the loofah and go full? Because I'm a guy. Do you know how many? Uh, first, I know Jeremy. I know. <laughs> I just offended Chris. Apparently, Chris is Hold a Hold on guy. a second. I I do use the bar of soap, and you know, because it's got like the sand or the oatmeal and stuff yeah in it, it does have that. so that's friction but yeah, i do right. own a loofah okay because i do like body wash as well hmm. so, so i, I know a, shane's got my back here do you yes. know how much bacteria is in those loofahs yeah oh i mean i'm God, not yeah. advocating like how for long the, you yeah. use it yeah i'm not yep. advocating for a loofah use i'm just defending the bar of soap use do you <laughs> hold on do you wash your face in the shower yes so you wash your unmentionable jason parts no i have a different wash for that you do yeah what do you use for your face? It's a uh, it's a Arlo's beard wash, beard and face wash. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Insult diffused. Yeah. No, that's you not. No, you were you were getting ready yeah. to ridicule me, and then you're like, "Well, there's nothing there," <laughs> so I'll just say, "Really?" No, 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 no. You know what? I can ridicule you. <laughs> so hot yeah. in this room. Yeah. No, I. Um, yeah, no, I know. Bar soap, and then I've got a face and beard wash. Okay, what kind of so this 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 besides? Are you speaking <laughs> today? Today, Junior. Um, I I got my second COVID vaccine today, so. Um, are you strictly so you you do like to use the body wash too? What's your go-to body wash? That is a personal question. So I will tell you, I'm not. You started the whole conversation. Well, I will tell you, I'm not. I I I kind of body wash around, so I'm not particular one or the other. Okay. But I did notice on that Dove Men has the new all natural. The Dove. Yep, Dove Men has an all natural stuff out. Doug, what do you use? What kind of body wash do you the use? The biggest, cheapest bottle that Walmart might have on the shelf. Okay. Uh, okay. Suave. See? Um, <laughs> he body spice. washes it. Old Spice. Old Spice Old Pure spices. Sport. It's there like huge. This big gotcha. is like 3 or $4. Okay. Okay. And it lasts for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So what started me on the... So I've been a bar soap guy for a while. I just, I like, I just don't feel clean if I'm doing the body wash thing. But I really took off with the... Um, I got started getting Duke Cannon. The big brick of soap. Yep. That's what oh. I've been. And so I've been on that for a while. And then I ran out. So I've been, I've ordered for eh, probably since Christmas. I think I got a big stockpile of Christmas. And then I've ordered since then. But now I've gotten onto the uh, Buff City soap. And okay. then now I've got a Mad Viking <laughs> bar of soap on its way. So we'll see. Can we talk about that for a second? Christmas gifts. Uh, sure. So I, I got love a bunch of soap. how... Guys for Christmas get soap, new underwear, socks, things like that. But women get like good things. 
I feel like I get good things mm, too. Not in my house. One. I don't okay, like. Apparently, we're just. Apparently, you're the only. You're the only one. <laughs> Family yeah. just doesn't love you as yeah, much as they love us. I don't know. Get him some soap. He's all about being clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does Dad want? Well, <laughs> he keeps wiping stuff down. Maybe a bar of soap. Get him some Clorox. I mean, right. you might need to have a talk with your children about right. what they're getting you for Christmas. No, I mean, I get. I mean, I guess. Like, what did you get for Christmas this year? I don't remember. What did you get for Christmas? I. I got a bunch of Duke Cannon soap, oh, among yeah. other things. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> What's Duke Cannon soap? It's like Dr. Squatch. But yeah, it's like Dr. Squatch. But not as cool. No, that's pretty oh, cool stuff. I, I, that, I mean, do they have commercials as good as Dr. Squatch's? I don't though? know that they have commercials. I don't think they have commercials. Yeah, but I, I will tell you, that's why I initially started buying Dr. Squatch stuff. Because yeah. the, like, the commercials are pretty commercials are amazing. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're a man. I like the Duke <laughs> you're Cannon not a stuff. Because <laughs> it's like literally the size of a small brick. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. So it lasts huge. a long time. Yeah, and, and like... Dr. Squatch or any of them are not that big. No. Yeah, because I bought a couple of the Duke cameras. Yeah, they're, and they're they're massive. Like you almost yeah. can break them into threes. Yeah. To use them. Yeah. Yeah, those Dr. Squatches will last you maybe a week or so. I can get, I can get probably three weeks out three of one weeks? bar. Yeah. How many days? How many times a day you shower? One. Ooh. I'm a two. <laughs> yeah. I'm, one. I'm two, three maybe two. three. Today will yeah. be a three. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if I work out, I, I shower twice a day. But if yep. I if on days that I don't work out, no, it's just one sense. day. As soon as I get home, right. shower yep. done. There's something about getting a shower once you get home from work or whatever, and you're just like done for the day. Well, I have to because yeah. I'm pretty yeah. nasty when I get home from work. So speaking of showers, are we going hiking this weekend? <clears throat> sure. Like we kind of talked about. Y'all shower that. together when you hike or something? No, I don't know how. I don't know how we translated into that. Speaking of showering <laughs> together, are we going to go hiking this weekend? <laughs> sure. I don't tell we you will not shower weekends. together. But if it's raining, then I mean, <laughs> like, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'll still hike with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, yeah, I don't care. Let's go. Okay. All right. We I remembered that we had talked about that. Doug, you don't you yeah. love it whenever people make plans without you <laughs> when you're in the same room? Hey, Jason, you want to go hiking this weekend? I'd love to. Are you doing anything? Sweet. Uh, I think we talked about it earlier. We yeah, should. We you guys would have a great sure. time. <laughs> yeah. We it's got some great. cool spots you guys can go. Right. We'll send we'll you where to, we're not going. Right, we'll give it a try. Uh, speaking of people making plans, I mean, I just heard Bob and Chris talking about plans that we weren't invited to. Oh yeah, what was that about? Is he barbecue? He's barbecuing for yeah, you. Yeah, so here's what happened. I'll, I'll tell you how that happened. <laughs> what had happened I'm was <laughs> I am not afraid to say it because I'd say it to Bob's face. Shelly came. Was it yesterday? If she goes, hey, what are we doing Friday night? I said, I tell you this all the time. You tell me what we're doing. You are the keeper <laughs> of the calendar. Right. I have no clue what I'm doing Friday. Right. She goes, oh well, we're gonna have dinner with the Polies and the Strausses. I was like, oh. Okay. I said... Uh, What's the topic? I was, that, that's exactly where <laughs> I was going. She goes, why? why are you being a little defensive about it? I said, I just feel like I'm being set up for something. <laughs> like, whose idea was it to have this? She goes, right. oh, Karen called and put it together. And I was like... Mm. Mm. Bait and switch? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> now that we have you here. So, right. Have you ever heard of have- Amway? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say... I did say, I said, I said well... If Bob asks me to do anything, remember, we're going to pray about it first. Right. <laughs> He's we calling cards. They don't sell themselves, We guys. do not commit to anything. I can't wait <laughs> to see if he hears this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, if you were listening right now, just know that we um, 
we talk and we pray about everything right. that you ask us to right. do. Right, before we say yes. Right. I can see like Shelly being like, you know, I think, whoa, no, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Hold on, that. yeah. Let's take that to the Lord and pray about it first. Uh, right. It might take us a few weeks to yeah. get Could an be answer. A month. Yeah, that's interesting. I need to fast a few yeah. days. Yeah, well, because you're coming off the board, right? I am coming so off the board. You're off. So what do you think? Beth is on. Mm. Beth is on. I know. And listen, it's funny you say that because that's the exact thing I said. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I said, do you know that Beth and I both sit on the board and I'm getting ready to be off the board? Mm. Mm. I was like, she's still There's something. Put, Bob, what's your angle, man? She's <laughs> still didn't put it together. There's something brewing. But here's the deal. Whatever it is, is going to mm. happen before this podcast comes out. So. <laughs> <laughs> So next time you're back. on, we're going to talk through that. Yeah, right. How was dinner? Back. How was dinner? What happened? Yeah. yeah. But it did make me feel better. Bob acted like he had no clue either. Yeah, that's well, of course he acted that's like he has no clue. Typical Bob when he's right. got something for yeah. you. So I was right. like, all right, well, maybe. Right. That's like pastoral pastoral 101 101 that's yeah. the that's the first week just wait until <laughs> they learn that in the first uh first semester of bible right. college yeah. lie to people to get you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, do we have any bear stories this week no i almost put a bear so hey is my tea behind that computer I it's right here. right here yes can i get that yeah it's right there that's my no. water Oh, here, let me let me help. There you Thank go. You so there much. you go. Thank you. Uh, I live to serve. <laughs> why? Why? Like, why is it any time I ask you just a, a simple thing, you're like, "Oh, I guess I have to do this." I don't know. You just bother me. <laughs> like, I don't. I can't yeah. explain it. Oh. I don't know. I wish I could. All right. I wish I were nicer. <laughs> Are any of these the stories that I sent you? Um, one. I'm going to stop sending you. Do I tell hey, you did, how to do devotions? Hey, did my story make it in? The story I sent you about the story? about the lady and uh, the lady that thinks she's Madonna and Michael Jackson? Oh. No. No, that was a good one. No, you never sent it to me. Well, yeah. she thought she was married to him. We talked about it. So, I sent you no, the no, whole no. deal. I sent it to, to all of us. You got remember, it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was married to Check the ghost text. of Michael oh. Jackson. Yeah, and she was that she was Madonna she reincarnated, was Madonna reincarnated. And, and her and Michael Jackson were I married. I wonder how is it <laughs> you can be somebody reincarnated <laughs> when the person hasn't died yet. I, <laughs> I mean That was just the start of how the story went there on. There are so many layers there to <laughs> Yeah. But it went on to say that how how her and Michael are married, but Michael lives inside of her. Right, I remember that. But yeah, like it's yeah, and so sometimes she sometimes, dances and sings right and as him. Yep, and when he when right. she cusses, he doesn't like when she cusses. So when she cusses, like he makes her like I think have like indigestion or something. I could be having that wrong, but it's something. Wow. It's something weird like that. Like this, like I'm like go back through your text messages oh, and read the story. God. That's one that more to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? So we watched this thing. It was along the same lines. It was like people who. Like this one lady was in a marriage with a ghost. They got married. She lived at the haunted house that he was haunting or whatever. And it was just people are weird. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> that's this this lady's. That's yeah, weird. That's weird. She's wackadoodle. Wackadoodle. You yeah. know what is is so interesting is so Babylon B is just hilarious. Yeah, they're good. They got good stuff. And if you go back like six months or a year and you look at their headlines. Their headlines from then are like reality now. 
<laughs> like it's like is. it's so like it's so far like, fetched, but then a year from then yeah. it's like right. no, that's actually what right. happened. Yeah. yeah, but things are getting yeah. crazy. You were the things are talk crazy. at the Kilburn House last night too for a I little was? bit. Yeah, Jane came over and <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "What's the deal with your friend there?" I said, so, "I said on. which friend?" <laughs> she goes, "Shane." I said, "Oh, where do you want to start?" <laughs> oh, hold on, before you go on. So she liked a Facebook post last yes. night, yep. and I and I just in my mind I said I bet she's over at the Kilburns right now talking about this. Post. She was. There you go. Well, what did she want to know about Shane? Now I'm she's interested. She's like, what? he. She said sometimes he posts some of the funniest things, and sometimes some stuff's just super weird. Right. I said. I said. Well, I said Jane. True. He spends a lot of time in that basement. Yeah, he does. Now that he, he doesn't have a. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, now that he doesn't have to go into work. Right. Like, oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> was, was today day one of the kids being gone for you? No, that's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow for us. Oh, yeah, today's Tuesday. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what were the weird things? Give me an I example of the weird. I can't remember. Oh, just pull up your feed. Yeah. Like, and randomly put here. Well, Not the one she liked, obviously. Right. Because right. she thought that one was funny. The one that, she, okay, yeah. The one that I posted last night was kind of amazing, like, was Christian Mingle? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Shelly oh, yeah, Shelley showed it to me last night in bed. I was like, "That's actually hilarious. I think that's funny." Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I finally broke down and joined Christian Mingle. My username is "Come Get Psalm." <laughs> uh, see, Doug, you need to get on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> hard uh, no. Hard no. Are you going through my feed right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, don't claim to be a fan of Christian rock if you don't know who this artist is. That's a picture of David Koresh. (laughs) 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 See, my cousin. But here's the deal: like, I can appreciate something like that. Jane probably has no clue who that person is. Yeah, no idea. Right? She has no clue. No idea. Right? No idea. Even if you told her it was David Koresh, she'd be like, "Huh? Huh? Who's that?" (laughs) Right. So, so you're not on Facebook. You don't do any social media. No, I'm not. Hmm. And. That seems like probably a wise decision this day and age. It, it, it works for me. I mean, right. I have a, uh, I guess I still have a LinkedIn profile that's mm, okay. probably untouched from quite a few years ago. Yeah. Right. Probably about 10 years ago, however long it's been out. And you don't feel like you're missing anything. Well, Not Becky a, shows I, you the important things. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have secondhand status from yeah. from Becky, so she keeps me up to date on anything that's yeah. anything that's really relevant or uh, right. important, I suppose. So how how do you stay informed on your like news and what's going on in the world and with your friend group, <clears throat> if, aside from Becky updating you? Um, friend group, I usually just talk to them. Okay. Um, One of those people. I'm a... <laughs> What a freak! <laughs> old fashion, old old fashioned texting type of person, mm. right? I'm one of those fossils. I love to text you from work. <laughs> you, know, you like to text me like late, well past my bedtime. <laughs> I used to oh, do that. Oh, I just wanted to see wrong. how late. He my alarm up. goes off at like three fifteen a.m. I know, oh, and wow. so I'm in like winding down. If there not have been in bed times at though, like eight or eight thirty. There have been times, and I get texts from Shane at like nine thirty, ten no, o'clock. No, no, no. There, oh, yes. It's beyond that. He'll yeah, he'll text in Marco Polo at like midnight. Mm-hmm. You wanna know how I fix people that do that to me? I get up at like four thirty in the morning. He does and I text right. them back. Text them back, right. right. Yeah. And I've done that a few yeah. times too, because so, that's so my you, retaliation. Right. I, I'm fast at so you get up at three fifteen every day? Yeah. And is that to uh, to go into work? Right. Yeah. I'm okay. basically at work at like four forty, four forty five. Oh okay. my gosh. 
Okay. So cooking and getting everything. Yeah. Right. You oh, have okay. texted that me makes at sense. o'clock before. Right, because I've been woken up. <laughs> I'm an incredibly light sleeper, so uh, any any text will wake me up. So okay. I'm awake. Yeah. I look at it because you never know who it might be. Right. Right. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I'm in bed at 10 o'clock at night. Right. I generally Shane just doesn't care. Shane doesn't care. (laughs) See, you know, Shane, Uh, I know that you, like, give me a hard time for how much ridicule I give you, but it's clear that people don't like you either. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right, let's get to some I do love it because this happened, like, last week. I got a text from Chris at, like, 4.30 in the morning, and I'm like, that jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Well played. I I always, like, I silence my phone at, like, 9 o'clock. I keep mine on silent, honestly. And so. Uh, I can't. Yeah. So, my Uh, ringer is on, so if someone calls me, but typically, like, you're not calling after 9 o'clock unless it's something serious. So, I just silence everything. So, if Carter or one of the kids are working. Till like later, I'll turn my phone on, like the volume up. Mm. But if not, I turn it on silent because like the only people that call me later, are, like my mom. And right. But you right. typically you don't answer her calls anyway. Yeah. Oh, that can wait. That can wait. Yeah. I'll yeah. call her next month. But see, but you probably have your phone in your hand most of the time. It seems like. No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Why would you figure that? Because you're like constant. Okay, let's go back through the Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how much you text people. Like you're like that is. Check that the timestamps. Complete stamps. garbage. All right. You Marco Polo me more than. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. Whatever. Mm. I will remember this and mm. point it out at another time. Woman dumped by boyfriend. Uh, woman dumped boyfriend after Christmas dinner revelations, including attempted murder. <laughs> this is one I sent you, isn't it? Yes, this yeah, is one yeah, that yeah. you sent me. So I figured I'd just go through the fun stuff because the second part of it gets into like some really dramatic like. Oh wow! What all she went through, and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. (laughs) Why would you cover this article? Because you told me to. Well, it's a great headline. Okay. (laughs) Um, A woman revealed that she broke up with her boyfriend after horrifying red flags emerged, including a a revelation from his parents. Revelation. Revelation from his parents that he was charged with attempted murder. A woman uh, has revealed the three red flags that finally persuaded There's her There's three up main reasons. Hold One, yeah. attempted murder. <laughs> Two, <laughs> socks and sandals. <laughs> Not in that order. <laughs> uh, she, told how, um, she told how she spent Christmas with his family, and while there, his parents started telling her facts about him that she had no idea about. First off, the parents must not like this right. kid at all. Right. Oh, I wonder if know? this is all true about him, and they maybe they just made it maybe up. Maybe they didn't like her. Yeah, they didn't like her. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know. Right. You know he tries to kill people. Ever since the murder trial, he just hasn't been the same. We yeah. just like to have him at Christmas. <laughs> uh, horrified, she was forced to end the relationship after revelation, revelations. Gosh, revelations. Revelations of animal abuse and attempted oh, murder. Oh, my gosh. What a oh. weirdo. The woman named Allie posted a video on TikTok where she explained the situation. Here's the deal. People overshare on TikTok. I think people overshare pretty much any platform. Period. In TikTok. In person, (laughs) on social media, (laughs) on the phone. At Christmas dinner, his parents started talking about how he used to kill cats as a kid. Oh, gosh. how they couldn't have any kittens. They had to get an older cat because he would kill. Oh my gosh, this is horrible! This poor woman. He's always just such a. 
you know, we couldn't keep cats in the house because he would just kill them. Like, how is that just a casual I blame them. Just a kitten. Oh, absolutely. Deal. Like, this kid should have had help a long right. time ago. Right. Like, how do you just <clears throat> nonchalantly be like, oh, we couldn't have any cats in the house. We'd just kill them. Right. Like, maybe you take care of him and not right. the cats. I like um, this next line, though. And then this is the fun part. I found out that this is the fun part is part of the quote. I want to make sure everyone is clear on that. And this is the fun part. I found out that he had been arrested for attempted murder when he was 15. Oh my gosh. We're dating at 28. This is 14 years later. And suddenly everything makes sense. All of these weird suspicions I had. Boom. I got out two months later. It all started making sense now. (laughs) So So when it all made sense, it took her two months to get out. (laughs) I don't want to jump to conclusions. (laughs) Right. Uh, So hold on. If you had suspicions that he may have murdered somebody, (laughs) what was your waiting reason? Like, you know what? I'm going to see how this plays out. I mean, maybe she was a believer in innocent until proven guilty. She's like, well, he was never convicted. Turns out Christmas was an eye opener. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh boy! <laughs> I like this. Excuse you! Excuse you! Gracious! You got to read the bottom, at least the bottom part down here. The other, <laughs> the other red flags. Oh, the hello! What was the other red flags? There were so many red flags, even without the oh. revelations at Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, this the is other crazy. parts that she was sharing. Goodness yes. gracious. Other red flags included his reluctance to bond with animals, while her parents' dog would always bark at him as if he knew there was something not right. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Let's see here. One day we were talking about... He was really skinny and didn't eat much. Oh, my God. This is great. But Ali got chills when her ex's words became violent. One day, one day we were talking about what they'd do if we broke up. If we broke up and he said, I'll take, you, I'll take everything you own. And throw it off of our third balcony, third floor balcony. I'll take your car and crash it. I will leave you hurt. Oh my god! Like what a like cold calculated. Right. Uh, uh, that reminds me of another story <coughs> I'll tell you guys later. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Are you making notes? No, nope making to sell. notes. All right. Tell them about <coughs> the Note argument I had sell. earlier tonight. Yeah. <laughs> A small Florida town accidentally sold its water tower for fifty-five grand. Oh, that's a good price for a water tower. <laughs> How much is a water tower going for? Can you Google that? Yeah, uh, sure. About fifty-five thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. It's going for whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Let's see your water. Water tower towers for sale. For sale near me. <laughs> you might be able to buy an Arnold water tower pretty cheap. <laughs> Paint that thing. Let's see if we can get Arnold all ticked off again. Yeah. Uh, when business owner Bobby Reed approached the Brooksville City Council about purchasing a mun- municipal building <clears throat> at the base of a small Florida city's water tower, he didn't expect the water tower to come with it. Reed discovered <clears throat> the mistake after the property had been sold him for 55000 The certified personal trainer intended to turn the building, which <clears throat> various city departments use for storage, into a personal training studio named Downtown Athletics. But when he went to the county uh, property Ooh. appraiser's office... To get an address for his new business, the county told him he'd receive much more than the building. Several thousand gallons more. Oh. So, so this was a, was this a tower? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was looking at water tower ads. <laughs> yeah. So was this tower installed already? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, well, I think $55,000 is a pretty good price based on what I'm looking at. How, what, yeah. What's the going price of a water tower? So uh, here's one for $52,000. You have to install it yourself. Okay. 
Um, so that's not the tower or anything. That's just right. The, that's just that's the tank. Just the tank. Forty nine thousand dollars, tower, tank, and water equipment. So maybe this is the whole thing. Maybe it's like IKEA. It comes in a kit, <laughs> and then you got to put it together. The whole kit and we buy all of our water towers from Sweden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some assembly required. Here's here's one for twenty four thousand. Come with an Allen wrench and. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I hate those things. <laughs> you know, and you always keep them. You're like, I'm going to need this eventually. I think that the worst job in the world has got to be the people not that write those instruction manuals. But the people that edit those instruction manuals. Could you imagine that being your job? Mm. You weren't the guy that writes it. You're the guy that looks for spelling errors and wants to make sure that this makes sense. Does that guy exist? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Solid point. point. Solid point. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, I immediately went through the necessary steps to deed the water tower back to the city of Brooksville. Reed said in an email to NPR, the city's intention was to sell me a split section of the parcel with a small garage. A surprise purchase boiled down to a mix-up over the legal description for the property. Mark, the Brooksville city manager, says the building Reed wanted to buy was never split off from the parent property where the water tower is based. Even though city leaders were aware of it, it was supposed to be. City code allowed the properties to be split one time from their parent parcel. Uh, blah blah blah. He directed his staff to provide the city attorney with a legal description, and they got it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's it. Here's he where he it? messed up. I would immediately like, "What's it worth? What's to it you? worth? Buy right, it back? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's mine now. It's like when you lick a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Guess <laughs> what? This is mine. Nine tenths of the one. Yeah. yeah. Don't say anything. And when the city workers come, be like, um. <laughs> when they find what it came looking and be like, hey, I think property. that's worth about $65,000. Right. Or um, <laughs> every time you guys need to come in here, <laughs> right? 10K. Right. <clears throat> I like the headline of this next one. Women explains why you should always stay away from random staircases. Why is woods. stay away in quotes? <laughs> why is stay away? Stay You're not away. Really, she's not really talking about staying stay away. away. Stay away. <laughs> I love how all these people are going viral on TikTok, too. Oh. Um, are we on TikTok? Manish? We should be. I can have my just daughter something, just something, to, something to think about. A woman has gone viral on TikTok after sharing a spooky warning about random staircases in the middle of, wood, of uh, Woodland and why she believes it's best to stay away from them. Where are you at? He's so, at the, the, the bottom of the pictures. Uh-uh. Oh, there you are. Okay. Ooh. According to this woman, if you spot such a thing while enjoying a stroll through woodland or a forest, you should never climb the stairs, no matter how tempted you may be. <laughs> I really, really want to do climb it. Those I stairs. Do it. No, the stairs are so inviting. <laughs> Jesse V has grown a large following on the platform of over four million people with whom she shares strange and creepy facts and stories from around the world. One of her most popular videos is all focused upon random staircases in the woods. And the unusual possible theories behind them. What? Chris is getting worked up. I mean, she has, <laughs> uh, what did you say, 400,000 followers? Yeah. Followers. No, no over four million. Four million, four million, four people. million people. Yeah. Right. Are interested. And where in. is she finding all these random staircases in She's the woods? She's building them. <laughs> I mean. It's like crop circles. Right? I believe they're saying the four million people is the platform. It's the platform, but still, like, she made a whole thing of just nothing but staircases. 
Oh, maybe, oh, the the TikTok has more than four million. Right. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, good clarification. But Andrew. still. But still. Still. Okay. All right. She is making enough of a mark. She probably that people has more people articles about her. Right. She's got more people following her than her listening than to her podcast. Does, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all she needed was ten people. <laughs> right. I we okay. Sorry. All right. Continue. Yeah. Our audience is thirty right now, according to. The oh, but here, if you if you scroll down or look down. More than one million people yeah. have watched no, her videos. No, she has four million followers on TikTok. No. No. Yes. False. We should look this up. Look, um, Jesse I have TikTok B has grown a lot. She has four million followers, but only one million people have watched. TikTok videos. <laughs> Can we right. just do some math here? More than one million people have watched, garnering over 200,000 likes. So right. only 20% of the people that have watched them have liked them. Is that a still, good ratio? Two, well, no, there's that's still two hundred thousand people. That's still not exactly true. I watch videos I like. I just don't like them because I don't want to put Jesse the effort into it. That's so difficult. Let's see what we've got. Uh, okay. Um, uh, blah blah blah. Let's see here. She explained if you if you ever see a random staircase in the woods, you have to get away as fast as you can. Never climb them. There was a story going. Don't, don't away, linger. Don't, don't linger. Just run. Run. There was a story going around a couple of years ago. Four, sorry, four point two million followers. I told you. Jesse D has four point two million that followers. Yep, I told you. Unreal. Yeah. That's why I'm not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a really stupid waste of time. Good grief. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a random staircase in my front lawn. <laughs> and I'm going to see how many followers I can get. Oh, we should totally do yeah. that. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and we should, we should video like of us walking and I'll... Whoa. Whoa, what And then happened? you can start walking. No, 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 no. Don't do it. But we put like It's a not talking, worth it. I have, a to- I have an inflatable bear suit. We'll put a talking bear suit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that needs hey to guys. happen. That needs wow. to happen. Oh my god! And then we could have like a cross-eyed goat. Our first mannish event. I need to be. I need to bring the bear suit. <laughs> hey everybody! Hey guys, welcome to Manish. <laughs> uh, I've been getting a lot of bear videos on Facebook here recently. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, man. I don't even know where we're at in the story. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just move uh, to the next right, one. Right, right, right. Yeah. We were right at the end, I believe. <laughs> right. We were at the end. Apparently, it's scary. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, animal rescuer searching for hissing cobra find electric toothbrush. Animal rescues, rescuers called <clears throat> to Singapore home in which a woman thought she had heard a cobra hissing wound up rescuing the resident from a malfunctioning electric toothbrush. Animal Welfare Group Acres said a team was dispatched to the Yurong West area on a report from a resident who heard what she thought could be a dangerous snake hissing in her bedroom. The resident, Ziyan, sent the team a recording of the noise she heard, and the rescuers determined it sounded like a black spinning cobra, a venomous species. Specifically, they a black like spinning, a cobra. spinning cobra. That's exactly what it sounded like. It goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of them there black spitting cobras. <laughs> right. 
the team searched the home for nearly an hour before uh, Muhammad Safari bin Masnur discovered. <laughs> that, that's probably correct. The way you pronounce I'm that. Dead on. That's good. Discover the source of the hissing. An Oral B electric toothbrush. <laughs> he turned the toothbrush on and off again, bringing an end to the hissing. The resident said she discovered the toothbrush was malfunctioning because it had gotten water into the battery compartment. The problem started because the water got in my electrical toothbrush and affected the mechanism. I should really buy a new one. I don't want to go through this again. <laughs> so I've, I have a question. Does anybody so if it happens again, she's going to mistake it for a cobra. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was trying to say there. Has anybody had a, a similar experience Why where you, you thought it was me? something dangerous, but it really wasn't? Like you thought it was an animal or something? Oh, yeah. Let's hear about it. I can't remember, though. Why are you looking at me? Because like? I knew that of the men in the room, <laughs> you would be the one that, you know, I, I thought it was a raccoon, but turns out. I can't think of it, though. It was just a spatula. <laughs> uh, I could bring up something from religious trauma as a kid. Oh, I don't know about that. But, you know, that's about it. Like, I thought Satan was in my closet. <sighs> turns out it was a shirt. <laughs> I prayed through the night on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> what kind of t- <laughs> it's a button-up shirt. And like, dude, I listen. I got some stories from growing up, and which I think I think we're going to do an episode on this. Yeah. We talked about doing an episode on this on growing up in the church. Yeah. And. <laughs> One of the side effects is you're a 12 year old and you're just sitting in there and you see a shirt hanging up in your closet and you're like, this is it. <laughs> this Satan's is it. it. Satan's watching it. me. I prayed through the night, man. Got no sleep. Hmm. Woke up next morning like, oh, I was looking for that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad and funny. Yeah. Speaking of Jesus. Speaking of Jesus. All right. So tonight is uh, part two of the um, U version kingdom and rising devotional so have you signed up yeah i did not you version I, do you do you version doug all right no i <laughs> have a bible that i the bible open that I read. and read and take notes he likes to sniff the pages right so i have i do have the U version app on my phone but i literally i left this paperwork here and i was mm. telling shelly about it the last podcast, I was like, she goes, well, which one was it? I was like, I don't remember. Right. I was like, I'll have to ask him next time. I see yeah. Him. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so it's, you should work on that. Yeah. So it's, to, it's Tony <laughs> Evans and his kingdom and rising. We did the same thing. You would remember this if you were at men's night, but you weren't at men's night because you were hanging well, out with this one. over I, here. I feel attacked. Right I was now. there and it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Let me tell I, you. I agree. It probably was time. amazing. You know, I, right. I bet it was. The, but y'all were there watching Braveheart though, right? We no. Were, we were oh wait, tacos. no. no hey we Shane, had, we have you tacos, seen though. have you seen Braveheart yet? Did you bring it in for me, Chris? Hey Shane, have no, you Mike have you seen Braveheart yet? It. Oh, Mike did say. No, Mike it was said. Brian. Have you? No, you said. Oh no, Brian seen said. Braveheart yet? No, I can't all find right. it. Find okay. it anywhere. Mm, all right. Actually, why you go? Why you start? Have this you seen she's all that? <laughs> no, I have not. All right. So. Uh, a couple of highlights, and really, the devo- this devotion is actually pretty short and pretty sweet and um, straight to the point. So I just want to kind of highlight a couple of things. Um, so I'll, I'll read the, the first part of it. Uh, so the devotional piece, and then there's scripture that goes with it, says, Just as the first Adam brought defeat to the human race, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, came to bring victory. 
It's time for God's men under the lordship of Jesus Christ to change the trajectory of our culture as we submit ourselves to him and his kingdom agenda. Look right there, Braveheart. What's that You've on, got on Prime? There you, you go. On Prime. Not if you have Prime. Wait a second. No. Hold on. I can get it in 4K. Included with Prime. Also, you, it would be worth it to pay. Three ninety nine. I will give three, you three ninety nine. I will give you yeah. Full Somebody bucks. Venmo me three ninety nine. I will Venmo no. you three ninety nine. You have no excuses. <laughs> uh, every time I see something on Prime, I I refuse because I pay for Prime. I refuse to pay for a movie on Prime. I'm gonna give also you, now I'm it's a matter of principle. Now it's a matter of principle. <laughs> it right. is a matter. of I principle. would watch Braveheart, but I just can't. You know, it's unreasonable right. to pay four dollars. Why, why are you saying that like a bear? Because <laughs> well, you're kind of acting like I've a seen quit. Braveheart guys. Well, most bears probably have. All right. Anyway, sorry, I won't. I won't interrupt again. I challenge all of us men to accept and implement the responsibility handed to us by our Creator, and this is the part that I want to talk about for a second. This responsibility involves not only rising to the challenges we face, but also influencing a whole generation of men and boys to do the same. If God's kingdom men decide to rise up to fulfill our calling, we can see him heal our hearts, our families, our churches, and our land. So what I, the reason why I kind of highlighted this part, and we talked about a little bit at men's night, is there's, I mean, you turn on the news, you look on social media, there are a ton of things going on. A ton of problems that we have and and really the idea of this and what I hear a lot of pastors talking about is you know we throw all different types of solutions at issues that we're facing but it all can be tied back problem these problems can be solved by Christian men standing up taking responsibility leading their families leading their kids being who God designed them to be and when you really think about it I, I can't think of any issue that we're facing in society or in our community that can't be fixed by that, by men stepping up and saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm called to be and, and, and just owning their responsibility. I heard somebody say one time, you know, you, you think about if, you know, just the principles of the Bible, one man marrying one woman, waiting until they're married to have sex and have kids and then staying together forever. If everyone did that, how many problems would that fix? And you're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, so how do you argue with that? You know, and it's like, and, and I understand, you know, things happen and people, you know, all of that. But it's like, it's really the, the basic core principle of that is really, I mean, pretty solid. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's, you know, and so we can talk about, you know, all of the different issues on the political spectrum and all the different you know, the uh, uh, abortion and, and, and then the, always the response is, you know, well, you don't want any, you know, um, any kind of support for uh, child care and things like that. And we need more funding for this. and more. But really, aside from all of that, you know, the solution can be God's men standing up, taking charge, taking responsibility and doing what God designed them to do. Uh, so he has two verses in here. First Corinthians 15. Uh, and I just want to highlight verse 49. It says, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. And so essentially saying that, you know, we have a lot in common with Adam, but we also bear the image and have a lot in common with Jesus. And so as a kingdom man or as a Christian, as a Christ follower, we should have just as much the mark of Jesus as we have a mark of this world. Um, 
and and you know I it, it's really on on the one hand it's kind of you know there are a lot of days to I don't I don't feel like I'm very Jesus like I don't feel like you know <laughs> I would agree with that right. yeah. I knew you'd say that um, <laughs> I don't know why though um, but at the end of the day you know that's who God called me to be and that's who God enabled me to be and it's and and I think it's a matter of of you know and we've talked about this before in the past couple of weeks this is you know this isn't you know when you feel yourself kind of going going down the path of the world it's like no this is not who i'm designed to be this is not who i made to be and kind of stopping and saying hey i need to not just bear the image of what it is to be a man of this world but also uh the image of the man from from heaven and then the last uh couple of verses i want to highlight first timothy uh chapter three uh looking at verse nine says uh, and it, well, I'll start with verse eight. Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And the reason why that kind of stood out to me is hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And that to me means I don't I don't have to have all of the answers. There's a lot of this that is still going to be a mystery. There's a lot of my faith that I'm just not, I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain. I'm not going to be able to, to uh, you know, fully wrap my head around, but I, but I have a clear conscience in moving forward and who God designed me to be. One of my favorite um, characters or one of my favorite examples from the Bible is, is uh, when Jesus asked the man, you know, do you have faith and he, or do you believe? And he says, yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. And it's like, I can so relate to that. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I believe, but I don't know. That makes right. the most sense to me <clears throat> because it's very honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and like, I want to, and there's part of me that does, but like, there's part of me that's like, I need help right. to believe. And like, those are the most honest things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's it, because I think we, we so oftentimes look for answers in just kind of worldly means. And so when, when we talk about God's going to provide, we expect that, to see the solution and we expect to, to know. But really, true faith is not knowing what's around the corner, not knowing how things are going to you know, be met, but still you know, holding that faith and saying, hey, God, I know that God's got this. Uh, and then the last verse, verse 13, for those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great competence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And so... Uh, what what I liked about this verse is it's not just, you know, we, we look at, you know, volunteering in church or being a part of the community of faith and say, oh, well, you know, th- th- this will be a, a great position of honor if I could do this or do that. You know, and we look at people holding a microphone on Sunday mornings and think, oh, that's, you know, whatever. But but it's really not just about somebody having good standing for themselves, but also it's just great confidence in their faith. And so when we think about having the mystery of faith, holding the mystery of faith in a clear conscience, one of the ways to do that is to step forward and serve well. Serve well, because it says those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So if you want to build your faith up, serve. Like you got to serve and you got to be a part of it. And, and it's amazing when you really commit and really connect. And, you know, whether it's at you know, a local church or if it's, you know, even outside of, you know, church, there are a lot of opportunities to, to commit and to serve. It's amazing how you'll see God work in other people's lives and God will work in your life when you really commit to serving and being a part of things. So yep. 
So yeah. So see, short and sweet this week. Short and sweet. Yeah. The moral of the story though. is a lot of problems could be solved if men would step up and do their job. Yeah. And yeah. and you start by serving. You know, I mean that's uh and 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 and, and, and I I no I say this a lot too. It's like so many times we we sit there and we think, well, I got to find the right spot to serve in or oh, I want to find the right place to serve in and really the right place is just wherever you can connect and wherever there's a need you know yeah. just start serving just start connecting and and you know it, it, it'll all fall into place and they'll thank you for giving me your paperwork this week instead of just leaving it as trash in my office I just want to see if you would actually take it <laughs> oh of course I will <coughs> yeah. so yeah alright what what Doug you're here with Dougie us Doug. greetings yeah, it's good to have you. Thank you. It's good to have you. Be a part. You want to, I think you should lead us off, what are the Shane. And start yeah. us, start you us off with <coughs> I emailed him. To, all right, whatever. So, Doug, so you are here <coughs> tonight. So, Doug is here to talk to us about hunting and yes, things like he is. that tonight. Yeah. Doug is a Doug is an avid hunter. He's got a cabin in the woods, and he hunts in the woods. Do you have a cabin in the woods? I wish I had a cabin oh, in the woods. Okay. Oh. Don't we all? What about all um, these stories you told me about the cabin? Over the course of the last several years, we've had opportunities to go hunting. And there has been a cabin, but it's been off the hunting site. Uh, and uh, over the course of the last couple of years, we no longer have access to that hunting site. So right now uh, I'm looking uh, for hunting grounds. So, awkward. you know. Yeah. Wink, wink. Anybody? Right. <laughs> That's a struggle that I deal with. Yes, too. Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it. The struggle is real. I vote Jason's backyard. I have more deer and turkey in my backyard. I was about to say, I don't know what you're gonna. So plenty in mine, but I'm in yeah. a subdivision. The the street that I walk on every <laughs> so morning. I, but I've been thinking about bow hunting one of them oh, quite yeah. a few times, but mm-hmm. Jane has threatened me. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so and that deer still she alive. Can, she could probably back up her threats too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Chris, so. honestly, of all the guys, like Chris has got to be the most scared where he lives. Not really. I mean, nah, them ladies don't scare me none. They will take you down. <laughs> yeah, you have a cul-de-sac of women. Thanks to Jason, <laughs> I can outrun all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, how long? So, so this is one of the things that we talked about recently, as you said. I haven't been hunting for that long. Right. And, 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 and I said, well, it's not that you're an expert in this. You're just the most expert of the people we know. <laughs> so how long have right. you been hunting and what was your qualifier and all of this? Um, I really didn't get into hunting, didn't really have an opportunity um, until uh, Becky and I got married, my okay. current wife. Okay. Um, her family was very um, avid hunters okay. and she had grown up. Um, around hunting her whole life uh, had been hunting with her father when she was a little girl and uh, just kind of has a lifetime experience and then raising her boys yeah. um, her uh, her older sons um, now in their 20s and and hunters themselves uh, she would sit with them in the trees and and you oh, know, got her cool. hunter safety permit so she would sit with them and they would hunt and she would kind of be the eyes and the oh, that's cool. the um, um, you know, the, the, the adult for the sake of safety right? and, uh, sit with them in the trees for that purpose. And so she's, she has a lifetime, lifetime of experience and, uh, really kind of drug me in. Not that it took much dragging, right, but, right. uh, you know, kind of got me across the threshold in that. And, uh, so I started from there Yeah. and, uh, so that's been, 
Um, this fall will be my seventh year hunting. Okay. So okay. that's it. But I approach it as an adult that likes to try and learn as much right. as I can. So right. I try and make up for all those uh, all those lost years of experience with yeah. current so knowledge. What and, what and how do you hunt? Like what do you use and what do you hunt for? <clears throat> um, I use – I hunt deer primarily. Mm-hmm. Um for me, the you know, there's a lot of guys that hunt for a lot of different reasons, whether it be trophies mm-hmm. or just sport for the fun right, of it. Right. Um, basically, I hunt to put meat in the freezer and dinner on the table. Yeah, I've never so, had deer. Never. You've never had deer. Never. I've, you've never. I've had some deer. in the freezer. We're, uh, yeah, I've got. Wait, yeah. You've <laughs> never had deer. I think that's what I said. Oh my <laughs> god, you've never had deer. You see how this feels like? Hold on. You've never had deer. I don't know what the point you're right. making. Like you've never had deer. It's not nearly as charming when you do it as when I do. It. <laughs> <laughs> nice try though. So, um, so I basically use any whatever methods I can. You know, mm-hmm. our archery season is much longer, um, and again, without having a great deal of experience, I've I started using a crossbow. And um, so the uh, using a crossbow during archery season just allows for more opportunities. Yeah. It you know starts in September, goes all the way through January, okay. so you've got a lot more opportunity. Um, of course I've got a rifle and that's kind of the primary, right. you know, way that a lot of people will hunt deer is, uh, is during that kind of two week rifle season. And, um, um, so that's, that's another method yeah. I'll use as well. So basically any opportunity I can, I can get, uh, to kind of improve the chances, whether it be rifle or, or crossbow. And so archery and I've never been hunting never once so i just might this is going to be a dumb question maybe but i i my understanding is that archery is much more challenging absolutely absolutely yeah i mean with it with a rifle you know it there there's definitely um some acquired skill there through through practice and and preparation and whatnot but um uh, archery is just a as similar as it is it it really is a whole different game it takes a a lot lot of the range is a lot lot reduced i mean with a rifle um you know everybody kind of has their own ideas on what they think acceptable range is but i mean you know reasonable range is whatever it is two three hundred yards five or six hundred yards just Mm -hmm. depending on your capabilities um but rifles will reach out much much farther sure um if you're bow hunting you know you're looking at you know maybe 50 60 yards tops and and even that's a stretch for for some bow hunters uh crossbows can reach out a little farther um, that's another reason why I just went straight for the crossbow kind of as right. a, uh, that was a question I had for you. So yeah. uh, have you ever shot a cross, uh, I mean a compound bow um, at all ever? I have shot a, f- I have shot a few. Um, my, um, Becky's oldest boys both prefer compound bows okay. and then, uh, yeah. son-in-law, he's a, he's very passionate, very into, um, bow hunting with the crossbow oh, yeah. or with a, uh, I'm sorry, with a compound. compound bow. See, I still, and I still so have they, my cross, my compound bow and mm-hmm. I, man, I've shot one of those crossbows and I was, his Shelly's uncle had one and it was a 10 point mm-hmm. uh, or a high for 10 point. I think the, the brand right. that is, I was like, man, this thing's amazing. They are, then, they are, they, the higher end ones can be really sweet. And, yeah. and even the lower end, like, you know, mine is not, it's not bare bones, but it's definitely not high end either. But, um, a lot of really passionate bow hunters, compound bow hunters, will look at uh, 
crossbows is kind of like a crutch. They say it's cheating. So I kind of say that too, but I use that as an excuse because I can't I can't dish out fifteen hundred dollars for a nice crossbow right now. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> if is I had really to, how much they cost? Uh, remember, we were down at, yeah, at yeah. and I I it, almost bought that one be, that was on sale there. Yeah. It would be real easy to spend that, but I tell you what, mine uh, mine didn't cost nearly that, uh, not even half that, and my the deer i've shot are just as delicious yeah yeah so it 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 really is about what you you know what you make out of your equipment you know and and that's kind of another aspect when it comes to hunting is like you know you don't necessarily have to have the you know two three four thousand dollar rifle to shoot a deer you know you you can do that with with grandpa's old hand-me-down you know 30 30 and uh that's more than sufficient yeah it's more than sufficient to uh get the job done you know and yeah. it's all about what you're proficient with too what <laughs> yeah see i grew with. up i grew up where like you couldn't even um, we, you couldn't use a crossbow unless you mm-hmm. had a doctor's right. a medical a exemption medical, you had yeah. to have that for a shoulder and so right. we had, i had no options but then it got to the point i was like and then they switched all that around right and, and was that like, was just oh, within yeah. the last few years because right. one of the probably within about the last five years because i believe the first year or two that i hunted um, that was still the case. You had to have the medical exemption. Yeah. And um, then they changed it up and opened it up to, to basically anybody. anybody. And so that first year was the first year I bought my crossbow and started doing that. So nice. um, I did it just, again, like I said before, to increase the chances of, of right. bringing home a deer. And um, because I know that bow hunting specifically just is a lot of muscle memory. It's a lot of repetition, you know, learning your equipment. And, um, you know, not that I was opposed to doing all that, but, again, yeah. Just improve my odds yeah. and, and put, some, put some meat on the table. Whole another season. It is because it, like I said, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so many, so many more opportunities, so many more weekends and, and days on the schedule. Yeah. So if if someone is just starting out, just wanting to get into it, what would be your <laughs> advice? Um, pester anybody and everybody you know that does hunt. Um, tag know, along. For, yeah, tag along. Just ask questions. You know, there there's no dumb questions at all. Um, you know, I still ask questions that I feel like I'm dumb for asking, but, uh, but again, you don't know if you don't, if you don't ask, you know, you can seek out a lot of stuff online, but, um, a lot of that is, is, you know, kind of hit or miss. Uh, it, it might be specific to a particular region or a particular species that somebody's hunting Mm -hmm. or you know a a lot of times hunting rules are different from state to state so i mean if you're talking to your your people within your bubble you're going to find that you know they're going to know you know the rules of the state or even from county to county sometimes things are different so you're going to find more specific knowledge to your application and um, that's going to be a great way to start and then like you said tag along you know if you you can go along even if you just aren't even hunting not even carrying something to take a um something you know animal with uh just go to watch and and familiarize yourself with the entire process and um again if you're just getting into it at really entry level is uh safety of course you know because you're you're using firearms uh, whether it be a bow or um rifle or whatever yeah and so and so you normally because i had a buddy that did a lot of hunting years ago and so you're so the goal is you're out there you're in your stand by the time the sun comes up is that right before ideally ideally you're there in enough time to get situated kind of get your get your nest made (laughs) and um whether it be in a in a tree stand or in a ground blind or or just you know back up against a tree sitting on the ground um whatever the case may be you want to be there in enough time to kind of we always um 
my father-in-law kind of coined the term or, or that I've heard anyway, is that you want to let the wood settle down, mm-hmm. you know, after you've kind of got your nest made and you're in position, you're ready to go. And then you just sit and you wait. Right. And some guys will say, well, that's when you sleep. That's when <laughs> you just, you know, you <clears throat> fall asleep for a little bit and just get ready. But you know, whatever the case may be, you just basically wait and you don't make a sound because that's when the, um, depending on the situation on on the land um they're going to be moving is going to be right at that um <laughs> what is going on with that thing i don't know what happened can i ask a question yeah. please it'd be nice if you asked one since you had to leave during this interview that was a family emergency i was being a, i was i was being a whatever guy and taking right. care of my family right. um why did you look at me when I said I started hunting with the dirty Because dirty? I was glad that you joined our conversation. Glad you had time for us. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Shane got up and walked out as soon as Doug started talking. And if you <laughs> want to know why, I, my son called me. He was on his break at work. And when he calls me on his break at work, he oh, needs to talk through oh, something. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I was being a good dad. That's great. While yeah. you were being a jerk. So how do you teach your son about boundaries then? Where does that lesson come in? You know what I heard a pastor once say, and it was a uh, it was a shut up, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> it was you. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I hate you. So how so how many times do you go out in one season? I mean, is it is it like a every? So my my understanding is it's like every every weekend until you get a deer. It yeah, and and it really just depends on. Depends on your opportunities. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you've got something going, but it's like, I'm right. going to go until I get one. Because, yeah, I mean, rifle season is big. It's, uh, in, in Missouri anyway, uh, it's 10 days long, so it's not quite even two weeks, but you get two weekends out of okay. it. Okay. Starts on a Friday, or it starts on a uh, Saturday morning. Okay. Runs through um, the following Tuesday. Okay. So, you've got two weekends during rifle season. That's when everybody with a rifle that right. hunts is in the woods. Um, I found, depending on where you're going, if you're going on private land and you've got opportunities to go where nobody else is going to go, then that's fine. You know, you can go on the weekends and that's fine. If you're down to going to public land, um, those weekends are going to be packed. Those, yeah. those uh, public lands are going to be packed with everybody else. Yeah. Doing the weekend thing. Seems dangerous. It's very. It is. Anything bad could happen with a bunch of guys. It's the hunt public land. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, there. A lot of the conservation areas don't even allow rifle hunting um, around the immediate St. Louis vicinity. You know, they're the the closest ones are are, are a little ways out, but still, those ones that do, yeah, it it's it 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 can really be dicey. Um, you know, you do everything you can for the sake of safety. You wear your hunter orange. Um, yeah. You know, that's, but a lot of times that's about it. You know, when, yeah. when that one, that, when it's dark, when you go in, uh, you're really kind of rolling the dice. So, I mean, what know, I've, there's a guy in the tree on the other side of the tree. How did you get here? But you say that, but that's what happens. There have been, and then yeah. There's usually fights that ensue. Plenty and, of, yeah. plenty of times that happens. You wake up and you look around and, and there's a, you, you're in a pumpkin patch. Yeah. You know, there, there's just a hundred orange everywhere. It's like, holy cow. So if it I, turns out this is Eckert's. And if <laughs> I'm going, right. right. So if I'm going, if I'm, if I'm reserved to going to, public land i will do everything i can to try and get that and do that on a uh on a weekday yeah if i can get some time off of work you know sometimes it works out and i can get a few days during the season that i gotcha. can do that um it's not nearly as populated yeah and so um how I've, easy is it to get time off from your work 
Um, I tell you what, my boss, she's just a real, um, a real Shane's mother. Right. So I get it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe don't take her calls because that's what Shane does. does. Uh, We'll see. She's my boss, so I kind of almost have to take her calls. She's kind of Shane's boss too. Shane can put her off (laughs) until Mother's Day. Right. Right. So Chris, you've been hunting for years. Do you have anything to add? Uh, Anything that Doug missed? Not really. I mean, as far as like people getting like a shooting, joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, not really. I mean, just I would say to beginners too, like you don't go out and start buying the best of everything. Mm. You no. don't need right. $400 coveralls. You yeah. don't need that. Like I don't even, I've been hunting my whole life and I don't think I own a pair of $400 coveralls. So mm. yeah. And as far as like the guns and stuff go, um I, i've accumulated over time some really nice ones but yeah. i think i think we start i started out shooting a 12 gauge shotgun right and then moved up from there 30 30 yeah. which my 30 30 is my go-to gun for hunting in the woods I've yeah Missouri. that's always with my, yeah, the, my, yeah. my my favorite one hunt with is the one that it's, my dad gave on. me that he that used that is a hundred percent true you jerk <laughs> okay <laughs> i hunt with my 30 <clears> 30 <throat> yeah. good for you what are you hunting what, what kind of looking thir- at you what brand of 30 30 <laughs> is that? it Marlin. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice one. That's what I got. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, do you hunt anything else? Just deer? Just deer? Um, I've been dove hunting. That's oh, fun. That's, that's a lot of fun. That's, it's, it's putting a lot of lead in the air. Yeah. Um, pheasant hunting is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm addicted to it. A lot of people in, in, in the family, um, are big turkey hunters. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm not. Even. For me, I just I cannot get into it. I it's, can't either. Like I was saying earlier, see, I want a turkey hunt. I want to hunt. Taste horrible. I want to hunt. It? Right. Yeah. I want to hunt for putting food yeah. on the table. That's I want to hunt I, for yeah. putting meat in the freezer. And the payoff on a turkey, what is is a couple of breasts that aren't even all that good. It's not that good. And so, from every from all the stories I've heard, again, yeah. without ever having done life. it and had it firsthand, good I don't know. Nice. But, uh, but and that's anyway. exactly why I don't turkey hunt because yeah. I just won't eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd rather go. I'd rather go for the deer. Mm-hmm. You know, get a couple if we can. Fill that freezer and know that I'm going to have that in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Uh, so how long does it last you? <clears throat> uh, we've got a vacuum sealer, so I mean it. It really packs it really well. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean it. It's definitely lasting from one season to the next. Um, if a uh, couple years ago we were blessed with a, with just a really good harvest that year. Um, we had a grand total of, I believe, five deer in the freezer just from nice. our, our household. Yeah. So right. that kind of frees it up, and you can get a little experimental with it. So we, yeah. you know, we uh, you end up with a lot of ground, um, which is just very versatile. Use that for any kind of cooking application, you know, chili or soups or tacos, spaghetti, whatever. Um, but then you have a, you can end up with a lot of steaks as well, and you can use those steaks for just about anything you'd use beef for. Um, we make fajitas with them, which turn out amazing. Um, cut them into strips and skewer them, do them like soak them in teriyaki and just do yeah. them like on skewers, mm-hmm. like kebabs, you know, they're, they're awesome like that. And, um, so, I mean, there are so many different ways. And so, you know, on the years that you have some to play with a little, maybe a little extra, you can get a little creative and inventive with some of your recipes. So I'm going to, I'm going to need you to cook something for me. Absolutely. Well, you know, I also double as the lunch lady, so right. yeah. I know my way around the kitchen. <clears throat> I do have the ultimate question for you. What is your dream hunt? Oh, I'm 
I was trapped in this giant spider web. <laughs> Probably. No, like, <laughs> yeah. What would you, yeah, if you could go hunt falling. anything, what would it be? And where would you go? Probably, <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't know where sorry, they, sorry, I don't know where that went, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys' hunting dreams are on a different level than ours. Right, I was like, their hunting dreams are totally different than ours, for sure. <laughs> I would, I would have to say probably yeah, Alaska for road. moose. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, that would, that would, for me, that would be something, because again, that would be like the biggest payday. I'm sorry, I, d- I didn't you hear what you said, have. because James was trying to make jokes, I don't know why. He said moose, and I would say <laughs> oh, moose okay. in Alaska. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would absolutely, and, and because from what I understand, again, no firsthand um, experience, mm-hmm. but... Um, from what I've seen, it, it it really is good meat. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is is quality, and uh, so that kind of a of a of a payday would just be awesome, along with the experience of just getting out and doing it. That's meat for um, a year, right? That's huge, right? You get things. one of those, and that's that's yeah, plenty. So um, you're, you're talking that would really two thousand pounds of meat, right? Two thousand pounds. Yeah. Well, I guess the the, the, the couple said. years ago when we had a <laughs> you couldn't. I knew that was coming. I knew you. I knew there have been about forty two. <laughs> That's what she, she said. said. Uh, I've been holding back. Uh, uh, you're so childish, <laughs> right? Uh, I was not that long. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, yeah. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good. This has been a good time. Thanks for joining. Absolutely. Us. Yes. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. It was fun. Yeah. This is good, especially on short notice too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It's way past your bedtime. Right. It's way past your bedtime. It's getting real close. It's getting, yeah, it's getting so, what time do you good. normally go to bed? At like eight o'clock. Um. Yeah. I mean, I start winding down. You know, yeah. usually around eight o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't actually get in bed till usually nine or shortly thereafter. So I've always so people when you have to get up that early. Do you get up that early on like the weekends too, or do you? I really do. I mean, even without an alarm, like I don't it, on Saturdays when I don't have anything going on early in the day. Um, I'm still I'm typically awake by around four o'clock, four thirty, wow. and I'm just I'm awake. Yeah. And even if I didn't like, you know, sometimes things run along on the weekends. I might not get to bed until you know eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, whatever. It's still you know on those days I might sleep in until like five. You know, just because of just the sheer number of hours, but uh, or lack thereof, but uh, it's it's real hard to sleep very late. That's just got to be a tough schedule. It's 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 been a few years now, so I mean I've gotten acclimated to it, but it's um, it definitely takes some getting used to. It it took a while, but I I came to that from a um, corporate restaurant work schedule before, which was just all over the place. I mean, there was no regularity whatsoever. So I mean, I acclimated. Pretty yeah, quickly, at least I it's think. it's the same thing every day. Right, exactly. And in the weekends, you still get the opportunity. And uh, it's early enough in the day. Because it starts early, it ends early as well. So yeah, I can so get home uh, usually by 1 o'clock. Okay. So, That's you nice. know, now that school's back, back in session for us anyway, we can uh, I can get home and crash out on the couch for a little bit, steal a nap for an hour or so mm-hmm. uh, before they, even the kids get home and, cool. and I have any kind of yeah. obligations there. Cool. So, well, good for you. Very cool. That's good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. It's been a good sure one. Sure thing.